and we're live. Howdy, folks. John here. You know, coming to you live. You know, the beautiful, beautiful place here. We're in, you know, we're in Michigan. We're in Michigan. Uh, we're out on the we're out on the East Coast. Um, special guest here today. Um, he's a clothing designer, creative guy. He's um, also tapped into acting and in a couple of different uh, creative ventures. He's a friend. He's a good guy. Mr. Uh, Vinny Lancey from, uh, you know, Vinny Lancey Studio, <laughs> you know, yeah. here today live. What's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for having <laughs> What's me, What's up, man? Vinny? I, you know, it's been a, it's been a while, man. Um, yeah, so I guess when I seen you last time, I was in L.A. and bouncing you right off Tyler. You know, uh, Tyler gave, was going in nice tales back, about... Trouble, trouble. Ties about going to the nice tales. On, yeah, on yeah we'll, we'll touch on those endeavors later. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna you know touch in touch in that stuff and and stuff in there. But you doing good, Vinny? Doing great. Happy to be here. It's good to hear, man. Just came off a great holiday. We had a good Christmas. Saw yeah, the happy fans. holidays, Merry Christmas. You know that's good. Caught you know, some t- vibes. Drank some coffee. Put some Baileys in it. Called it a night. Called it a night. Now we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vinny. You know. When folks kind of like, if you look at, um, I guess we'll start off with like, you know, the fashion aspect of things yeah. and, you know, you're really big into clothes and designers and, yeah. and fashion and you have some pretty good style yourself and in the way you, 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 I guess you visualize it in that thing and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, um, what kind of got you into, I guess what kind of open, like when it comes to like the Michigan aspect, yeah. you know, the, the beginning of the Vinnie Lancey project, you know, I yeah, guess we should yeah. say. Well, I mean, I think it all stems from my, my family really. My family is kind of double-sided, right? Most of my family is in the military, right? But also all of them, they're all very creative and uh, you know, smart on their own way. So my great-grandma was a, a furniture designer, and she used to you know, build furniture in her garage. And so I think me just being in that kind of environment, seeing that growing up, you know, it just always made me have a curious, creative eye for things like that and kind of appreciate and respect those aspects and I think as you know I got older and wanted to be more expressive in myself and kind of trying to break out of that box I think fashion was uh really the only only output I you know really saw myself and you know started simple you know seeing the Jordans copping my first Burberry polo to you know me you know kind of diving deep onto you know fashion websites and then you know going to revive for the first time and hearing about different brands you know copying my first pair of rick owens ramones and then you know once you kind of get into that i think as we all know you kind of get inducted into this little community and i don't think detroit really gets enough credit for you know having a, a actually a pretty good fashion community i feel like i agree yeah i feel like there's a lot of people who are are on their shit in Detroit, but it is such a small community of us. But, you know, I think once, you know, once I started getting going on my thing, um, it was it was crazy kind of the network that, you know, came about here. It No, it is. And like when you kind of look at it on some, oh, you're getting into Jordans and then you're, you're up in the brands. I mean, and that's even that. community and on its own here. The sneaker meetup, Facebook exactly, marketplace. Exactly, like the, uh, like the local sneaker events yeah. and stuff. And, and like like you said, like the I love it to the aspect of this is a way to kind of speak without speaking, you know. Yeah. We'll let the goods, we'll let, you know, my garments kind of speak for themselves. And this is a yeah. way of expressing yourself yeah. without tangi- that's, that's tan- the start of it. Yeah. tangibly speaking. And yeah. like, 
obviously we look up to like you know people as kids on some wow look what he's wearing and this and that and mm-hmm. you get inspired and, and rocky we, exa- peso exactly just like um jeremy scott bones <laughs> you get inspired from a lot of these designers on some wow like no, Jeff, the Jer- the Jeremy Scott, I'll, I'll with get, the teddy bears on the top. I'm getting, I'm getting nostalgic with you guys. Dude, first, no, we got, no, we got to speak uh, on the no, because you got to bring it back to the beginning. Got to bring dude, it back, and like what we were wearing back in the day, and like how we came up. Oh, okay. wait, oh, that's the before right, so the whole Vinny Lancey that's, studio. That's, that's the real origin story. So that's what you were like a child. Um, how old were you? That was a long ago. You know, if you know me, you might know. You know, good old friend named David, and um. Me and David, you know, used to just be up to no good, 15 years old, just running young, around. Young kids. Running around, spending money, just trying to see what we can do. And uh, the first clothing idea I ever had. The ground was, zero, the first one. We're talking ground zero. First, like 15 years first, old, first one. First Vincent Lancey production. Number zero. Number I took one. I took a picture of Gucci Mane wearing a white fur coat. And this was actually this is pretty inspirational to me because if you if you guys have known me for a long time, you know that like the photo that kind of popped me off on Instagram is a picture of me in a white fur coat. I, dude, I remember that. I yeah, remember that. you remember With that? the snow in the background. With the snow in the background. Yeah. Maybe Your hair one was of, looking sick in that photo. Maybe I one that. of the hardest photos I've still have posted to this day. But uh, yeah, it was a picture of Gucci Mane wearing this white fur coat, and he like blended into a waterfall. And so we made like. I don't know how many of these t-shirts we made. Way too many. Maybe like 200 of them. 200 of these garbage-ass t-shirts. And we we ordered off like Alibaba type shit. We were 15. We We took some money from David's dad. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And people fucked with them. People like fucked with them. So like we made some money, whatever. And then what did we make next? We, We started making like a bunch of things, but... I think the thing that really, uh, really kind of popped off where I was like, oh, like I might have something here is I started making ripped denim and I was putting the 3M patching underneath and that was hot at the time. Everybody wanted the ripped jeans and, you know, then Amiri started doing the thing and everybody wanted the, the shit under the ripped jeans and the ribbing so, and all that the ribbing. Stuff. So that kind of took off. And then, uh, we, I became friends with Luca Sabat on Twitter and then he, we paid him to model that. We, I think we paid him like a grand and raised Corrupted Mind, shot it for free. It was way back before, like, you know, things were the, the way they are now. And that kind of, you know, took things to the next level. Like, he was, you know, he was kind of picking up traction then. So, you know, things kind of started to develop naturally. And I think, yeah, I think that's when people started to notice. And that's when the fashion thing started to kind of pick up. So yeah, that that's the I mean, real that origin. Like, and like at like yeah, young age at that point, I mean, bro, you're like you're there in high school. Yeah, like you know like what I'm 15, saying? Like 16. folks were in high school, going yeah. to school, doing their five days a week type shit, and then classic. Oh my God. classic. Oh, do we have a picture? Wow, oh, Tyler Santana. Gucci a Falls. Gucci Falls. Ding, if you have a Gucci Falls T-shirt, DM me. I will buy it off you. I, <laughs> you I will. It's still in existence. I will pay top somewhere. dollar. Oh yeah, oh, man, that's funny. So that's like the beginning. That's the of origin the, the, story. Yeah. That, was that even like the I guess branded as Tristy Designs or the Vinny Lancey studio? That was Tristy Design. So which Tristy means sad? You know that was like young lean sad boy sad era. Boy. So corny. Wait, Tyler so did bring corny. a visual of the pants. The three M. Yeah, not the three M's were not the bad. No, those were they were they were no, those hitting. Those were slappers. Those were those were sellouts. 
Uh, but the, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. Tefet, Matthew Williams started at Ben Trill. I started at Tree State Design. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the, you all, you know, it's from the origins that really sprout to who you are today. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's old, it, dude. That's almost half over half a decade ago. Yeah, at the end of the day, good I mean, times. I you know, I I don't regret anything. And then you took, I guess, you took that um, experience, I should yeah. say, and then you're like, all right. Yeah, so let's, let's go. <laughs> there, there was a, a a big gap of time where I remember David pressing me, and he's like, "Yo, you're not designing anything," and it, you know, I just think because it wasn't my end goal that I wanted to do at the end of the day, and um, I think somewhere again, uh, when I was in high school, I think around like eleventh grade, I I really started to dive back into the fashion, and I started. Uh, really just like you know putting my head down and getting to work and just making a lot of like one-on-one custom pieces kind of saving up the bread you know applying to fashion schools and at the same time all of us we were uh we were in the concert business because i uh i knew you guys were doing shows we were doing shows i uh i knew some guys out in toronto named uh come down and ty has a place a little bit north of canada so we were stopping in Toronto, Canada. huh? In Canada. Yeah, yeah, in Canada, <laughs> north of Toronto. North of Toronto. Toronto. My bad. <laughs> um, so we're st- we're stopping through Toronto, and I hit these guys up. I'm like, "Yo, what's good? What you saying?" And they're like, "Yo, pull up to the spot. We're lit." And we go meet these guys, these rappers. And I remember we got there and we got stoned. They got us ripped. They're like, "You ever had a pop of fun? You got Papa Fam. I'm like, no, I haven't. He's like, hit this Papa Fam. I was so high in Canada, in Canada oh, smoking man. Canadian weed, and I mean, yeah, that was that was a good bonding experience. From that, we, uh, you know, we brought them out to Detroit, and then you know, this was more of like a, I was more of like the promoter guy, like you know, come blah blah blah, and you know, Joe and David, you know, did their thing, but you know. Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi, Lil Yachty, we did that. That was fun. So that I think that kind of opened up a, a networking branch for us. That was a good era. I remember it was those. A good era. Those, was a, um, I think that was like the peak of the the Michigan. That was times. fun. So that was the, like if you I think visualize that was like a 2016 era. I think yeah, 15, 16, 17 in that yeah. in that time frame. And that was like when when most Being of like us the SoundCloud wave. Yeah, and, and that was when most of us were about. To graduate high school, basically. So yeah. we were just like, all right, we were at like, we were about like, what, 17, 18, or yeah. barely 18 at that point, and just going to these shows and having a good time, a meeting friends, time. ladies, yeah. dudes, everybody. Yeah, it was fun. No, no, that's good. I remember I was at the, the, the Uzi show, and it's hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, it you was, got it Uzi. Was a good time. And yeah. this wasn't, you know, this when these artists weren't as big as they are today. No, if yeah. you look at a little Uzi, bro, he was doing the, the Playboy Crowfoot. Cardi show didn't do well. Playboy Cardi had no albums out. Exactly. He was playing nope. just old SoundCloud playing stuff. Playing like, right? you know, Broke Boy. Yeah. Broke Boy. Beef. <laughs> Beef. <laughs> Beef. <laughs> no, that was no, kind of. No, I'm literally, I'm literally trying to think what songs he had out. He had nothing, dude. It was, yeah, it, it was. No I, I think that kind of. That was kind of like the. That was the last show, no? Yeah, it was. That was the la- yeah, that was the last show. It didn't do too else. And then I remember uh, they thought they could get Travis Scott for a show. Oh, and that man. was kind of a wild goose chase. So then after that. You know, everybody started to move on to other things. And then that was kind of like the past. And I remember I went to New York to do a summer school at Parsons. And then 
you know, my parents weren't paying for my college, so I was like, huh, you know, do I really want to take out a student loan and, yeah. you know, do this whole, you know, fashion school thing when, you know, that's not money guaranteed back to you in any regard. But luckily, through the concert thing, uh, we met this guy named Steven who uh, was like, yo, like, I really like your clothes, blah, blah, blah. I want you to come out to New York, move in with me, like, I'll put your shit on introduce you to people and you know i was i was looking around in michigan like <laughs> what do i have here All right, I'm going I, to said, New York. I said i'll be there tomorrow <laughs> uh, see you later midway yeah yeah so that that was kind of the whole michigan thing and you know a couple other things to leave out you know uh, um i think the the only job i ever really had in michigan was working at uh a denim detroit denim Denim oh, you worked, at, you worked at Detroit. Denim? I worked at Detroit. Okay. Well, my first job really was I was a tailor. Uh, I worked for this uh, lady who had a tailoring shop by my house, and you know that obviously gave me the skills I needed. And then, who knew? I didn't think it, Detroit denim at the time was a good fit for me, but uh, I'll get to it later. But you know that definitely helped me out a lot in the long run. Uh, so yeah, I think that that was pretty much the whole Detroit career summed up. But you know, I think at a certain point. We just thought we were too much of hot shit, and I think, you know, all of our egos got too big. And like Ty said earlier, it's like, you know, you put goldfish in a bowl, you know, they can't grow anymore. We couldn't grow anymore. We had we had to go to bigger and better better seas. And uh, put the goldfish in the lake in the, the in the ocean. Now we in the ocean, but yeah, I think New York New York was definitely the big game changer for me because it was like. Nobody gives a fuck about you in New York. No, they, they people they, they don't give a crap. They don't, <laughs> they, they give don't a single give a flying shit. fuck. And it was honestly refreshing because it it kind of knocked me on my feet again, where you know, I I was in a whole new environment, and New York's so cramped up, and everybody's fighting for their space. You know, everybody everybody wants to feel big in New York. Literally so, physically and socially. Physically, physically and socially and socially. Yeah. So that was that was just really refreshing. Um, and yeah, no, New York. New York is definitely one of my favorite cities in the world. So that was uh, that was a that was a great time there. Mm-hmm. And then you, and that was like your goodbye to Michigan. And then hey, I'm going to New York. Yeah, that was the first goodbye. Dang. And then when you were out there, how long you were out there? You know, doing your thing. I lived in New York for about a year, and it was it was really interesting because I went out there to do fashion things, and. I, before I had ever gone to New York, I had never been to like a strip club. I still have never been to a strip club. I never been to a strip club, never been to a nightclub. And then all of a sudden here I am living with like people like, you know, like high up in the club scene, getting to like any party type shit. So I'm going to all these parties and seeing all these famous people and around Victoria's Secret models. And just instantly it was just kind of like life changing, you know? My life just changed overnight. Awesome. Wow, I'm open now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing I, things. You know, I was like the things I saw on TV and the people I looked at on Instagram were just there. And I think that really taught me how to be adaptive, you know, and assume a role. Just kind of like, you know, play along with things and, you know, not step over boundaries. And I, for a while, I was kind of that guy who just kind of sat there and listened. And then I think once you lived in New York for like two or three months... Then it starts to kick in. Then you get in like ego drive where you're like, you want to be a big guy now, you know? 
You want to be the guy. <laughs> you want to be that guy. Yeah. But you're just you know looking at all these people, and then I kind of in, in, ingesting what's going on compared to all right back home in Michigan. It's like this is not going on, and then but you're just in New York looking awesome. Oh, okay. So this is kind of like the lifestyle and and the things that are going on out here out, out east. So yeah, basically, I was just kind of inducted into this whole lifestyle and scene that I wasn't used to, but I think luckily. I had I was lucky to have like a good adaptive nature and uh just kind of you know meet these people and just you know kind of be a good friend to them in any way that I could and uh I think one of my craziest experiences was I became friends with this guy and I would see him at the club a lot cuz we would go to the club like every night and he was always there with us so I knew he was cool all the boys are friends with him and uh me and him it was funny we met at like One Oak but we bonded off of like philosophy, right? So he he would always compliment me on my fashion and then, you know, he was very knowledgeable. So I remember he invited me over to his place one day and I'm getting in the elevator and as I get in the elevator, like Tom Brady and Giselle no are way. walking out. <laughs> oh wow. So I'm like, wow, like what is this place? Like it was it was a nice ass apartment building. I go to his apartment building and it was the most beautiful thing i ever seen I, you know i didn't even know that this guy had it made like this and so you know me and him started becoming good friends and meanwhile this guy's like a billionaire and i probably have like 500 bucks in my bank account in new york like i'm just you know going through the motions in new york just you know trying to get by and i become friends with this guy and he just he starts teaching me a lot and you know i feel like our kind of trade-off of friendship was I would teach him about fashion right and so I was styling him and you know showing him how to dress and you know just have a little bit of swagger a little edge and uh he's like Vincent mate where can we get the best clothes at I was like Tokyo I was like they get all the new seasons before they come out he's like let's go to Tokyo and then let's go to Japan I was like I was like yeah let's go to Tokyo he's like uh are you free next week I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Like, I was like, I don't even have any plans for tomorrow, but yeah, I'm free next week. He's like, all right, uh, yeah, send me your uh, passport and uh, information when you get home, blah, blah, blah. So, I, you know, I go home and I'm like, ah, uh-uh, cool. But, you know, people love to talk a good game. So I'm just I'm just thinking, you know, he's you know trying to be fun, funny. And uh, so I, I sent him the stuff. And uh, in a couple of days, he's like, we're booked for Monday. Let's go. Let's fucking go. So I'm geeked, right? Uh, it's the next week. It's Sunday. We, we're, you know, catching a vibe at Cipriani. You know, we get there. He orders the pitcher of Bellinis. You know, we're, we're getting lit. We're having a good time. We're, you know, we're, we're, eating, we're eating the good, the good pastas. I'm trying the tuna tartare. You know, we're catching a vibe. But the boys got a little too drunk, right? We got a little too drunk. Boys went a little too far. Boys went a little too far. And then we go back to his crib. Oh, yeah. Um, So we go back to his crib and we start drinking more, right? And so, you know, I think we might have just had one too many glasses of something. And then next thing I know, I wake up on the couch. It's 6 a.m. Our flight's at 8 a.m. And he hasn't packed yet. So he's scrambling to pack. 
scrambling. He we get we get down in the lobby. His driver pulls up. He's like, "I'll give you three hundred dollars to get me to Newark right now." I have never had such bad anxiety in my life. This man is swerving in a big body through Soho, like almost it's through Soho, the almost slamming pedestrians GTA style. It's it's crazy. You gotta get to Newark. We're 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 on a we're on a death race to Newark. So we pull up to Newark a minute after the closing oh of the bag check in. I'm devastated. I'm devastated. I'm like fuck, like because I didn't go to spring break. My spring break. Cause I wanted to go to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be big, yeah. like anime nerd. Uh, I was like, "Fuck going to Mexico. I want to go to Tokyo for my spring break." So I, you know, convinced a bunch of my homies in high school who I was like putting on the fashion shit. I was like, "We all gotta go." They're like, "Yeah, bro, I'm down." They folded. They all went to Folders. they all they all went to Tulum, Cancun. Now <laughs> they didn't even go to Tulum. That would have been sick. They went to Cancun. They went to Cancun and just got wasted. And I just went to like Chicago or something. So I was out. I was out sad senior year, but me, me the next year, big ups, <laughs> Japan, big ups. <laughs> I just took a trip to Japan. Um, so I'm, but I'm devastated. I'm like, oh, the dream's over. He walks up to the the lady at the the front desk. Uh, I'd like to purchase two more first class tickets to Tokyo. For and it was for the next day. So the driver's still there. We go back. And we almost did the same thing again. Oh my god! We almost did the same thing again. But I set like three alarms. I'm like, "There's no way we're not making it." And this is actually my first time flying first class too. And that's kind of necessary to go to like Tokyo. You know, I had my little pod. It's like a 16-hour flight. I slept like a baby. You know, took half a Zen. The Drake way. <laughs> the Drake oh, way. Oh, I land. I come out. <laughs> he, you know, if it's one thing about Drake, he only take half a pill. Um, so we get to Tokyo and instantly it just movie, I get there and he went to NYU. So he had some Japanese and, uh, Asian friends kind of, uh, being our tour guides and they booked us at Michelin star restaurants for like the whole trip. They planned our whole itinerary and I was kind of in charge of like where we would shop. So, uh, we get there first night, we're staying at the Ritz. And I'm like, what's there to do here? They're like, you guys like One Oak? Well, I'm like, yeah, I like One Oak. One Oak, Japan. So I so I go to One Oak with them. And, I mean, these kids are filthy. So they buy the craziest table in the place. It's, like, right next to the DJ booth. And when you go to a club in Japan, the promoters come up to you. And, you know, I feel like in New York and L.A. and in America, it's very typical just with like sex in general where it's a lot of like beating around the bush you know what i mean it's kind of like a whole like charade but when you went there they're just like what type of girl do you like (laughs) and i'm like uh i don't know like i I don't know any like i like girl blah blah blah. so like oh okay we bring american girl so i'm like all right but and they bring some american girls over and i'm just like yo like not really feeling these girls (laughs) so they're like okay okay we bring you Japanese experience. Oh, yeah. Next thing I know, there's like 20 Japanese girls at our Gorgeous. table. G- gorgeous. But there's this one that's really standing out to me. She looked straight like out of an anime, right? 
Oh man, straight out of an anime. That's beautiful. But she didn't speak a lick of English. But oh, no. all these girls, these girls all knew one word, and it was alcohol. So the whole table is just screaming alcohol, alcohol. And I, and I'm the only like white guy there, right? And if it's one play, one thing about Tokyo, they really love American guys. They do. They, oh, they, they lo- the love, culture. The, they love the American culture just they, in general. They really love the American culture, and we love the Japanese culture. We love the Japanese culture too. So it goes both they're, ways. They're such respectful people. Um, so I'm over there, and they're thinking I'm some sort of rock star. I had this fit that I made. It was like all like silver and sparkly. Um, so they all think I'm a rock star, right? So they're all like looking at me, and I I was talking to this one girl, uh, that was friends with the anime girl, and I was like, yo, blah blah blah, like tell your friend I want her to come back with me, blah blah blah, and she's like, oh no, I don't think so, like she has school in the morning, blah blah blah, and I'm like, listen, I'm staying at the Ritz Carlton, yeah, blah blah. blah. She's like, oh, Ritz Carlton. We go now. <laughs> we go now. So she took my hand and brought me out of the club and like called the taxi back to Ritz Carlton. And uh, the three of us had a good night. It was a good night. Um, so that was the first night in Tokyo. My first Tokyo first night. experience. Banger. Amazing. And the whole whole experience was just unreal. Got a lot of crazy pieces. Um, and... Oh, there's one thing I'm leaving out that I wanted to get to. Uh, this, is the, this is like the funniest thing. So while I'm in Tokyo, uh, my friend who had brought me, he left early to go see his family in London. And uh, all of the kids that came with us had to go back to school. So um, oh, I got actually, I got a couple more stories. That really bring funny. it to him, Vinny. Bring, couple, bring it to him. All right, let me, let me backpedal because I'm, I'm missing out like some funny stuff. Uh, so basically... All the kids that I was with uh, were uh, big weed smokers. In Japan? In J- no, yeah. no, no. Like the oh. kids from New York that I went oh, with. Okay. The big, yeah, yeah. big weed smokers. All right, back. Yep. So they didn't want to be in Japan without their weed, but I guess in Japan, weed is very illegal. Okay. Super yeah. illegal. So um, they they somehow found a plug, and they paid this man $1,500 for an ounce of the mid. They, mm-hmm. I see they the handle this guy all this money. I was like, yo, how much is that? $1,500. And I look at the weed. It's like in little, like, the little, little baggies. <laughs> little, I start pouring little, it out. Like, it's looking like some Reggie. <laughs> I'm like, y'all paid 1500 for this? 1.5 for these? So the, the whole thing during the trip, they're like, they kept saying, Mr. Lancey, you really are a rock star. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Mr. you're a rock star. I start rolling the, the mid up like cigarettes and just, Chiefing them down, they're like, "Oh, Mr. Lancey, you really old rock star." <laughs> and so, we were going to the club one night, and I'm like, "Yo, like, I'm, you know, I was trying to bring some like joints, just you know, to bring out." Oh, that's another thing you should know about Japan: best cigarettes. Oh, best. They roll and, their own. And the people in Japan smoke like chimneys, like jeez, like they smoke or in, the organic uh, shit. And in Japan, it's a uh, custom. To smoke indoors, you can't smoke outside. Damn, wait, dead ass. So you have crazy. to smoke inside. I remember I was smoking a cigarette walking on the street. Police officer comes up to me and oh, so I go inside. And yeah, smoke. So don't I, bring that out here, I, Vinny. Yeah, I I threw it away. But um, so I put a few uh, joints in my cigarette uh, packet to go to the club, and they they stopped me immediately. They're freaking oh, no. out. They said, if you step out of this hotel with that. 
you will not leave Tokyo. They're like, you will get in so much trouble. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you guys are tripping. It's fine. So I, bad luck, we didn't get in trouble, but on the last day, I like broke them. I broke them down and we like smoked in some park and it was like a, you know, there was like pagodas and bonsai trees. It, it was a nice little send off. Um, but yeah, so for about two days, I'd say, I was in, uh, I was in Tokyo on my own. And, uh, the, the worst part about it was that while I was there, I had lost this Grail case. Oh. So my account was in the negative. But meanwhile, I had like all these pieces that I had bought while I was in Tokyo. And, you know, I had like a bunch of yen, but there's no Chase Banks. Cash app doesn't work. You know, none of this shit is working. So I'm like freaking out. And I'm like, how am I going to get home? Like the Uber home was like $300. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like calling people. I'm like blah blah blah. And then uh, they knew I was leaving the one day, and they they come up to my room. They're like, "Oh, Mr. Lancy, for your checkout tomorrow, like, would you like a ride to the airport?" I'm like, "I love one." Oh yeah, <laughs> so like, we need would you one. Like a Maybach or a Rolls Royce. I'm like, "Let me get the Maybach." So yeah, Tokyo was definitely a trip. Movie. Movie. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was that was one of my first crazy experiences getting out of the country because uh, growing up, I mean, my mom was working all the time, you know, single mom working. So, you know, we went to Florida a couple of times, but I, I had never really been out of the country. I think the first time I went out of the country is when I went to like Canada with Ty, you know, I still haven't been to Mexico. Mm -hmm. So Tokyo was my first like step out of the country. And that was just honestly a crazy feeling to be like halfway around the world and still be like connecting and vibing with people and like it's, it's meeting with people. It, no, it's ridiculous. Like when, um, I guess when me and Jeff did our travels and this and that, it's like when you're genuinely across the sea so far from home, eight, whatever plus hours away on a plane. And it's just like, you're sitting in a restaurant eating and drinking. And you're like, whoa, I am so far away, right? But I'm catching vibes, like we catching always say. Vibes. We catching vibes. We catching vibes. It's, and worldwide. it's like it's like crazy because when you come back and you're like, "Whoa!" Like I just teleported back home. Yeah. And like I was just in a vortex in a movie, right? And now I'm back home, and you then know? I go back, and it's like just like you're totally just mind boggled on some. Like, it, is this real life? Like, you're yeah. are you in a simulation? Like, I'm just so confused. I think it really adds a lot to your character too, because you know. Like after I left, I, I kind of took in, you take in all that culture and you, you know, you kind of And then you want to share it and you're, you, you share you go back home and your eyes are open. Your on eyes some, are wow. way more open. Yeah. And I had crazy drip there that, you know, dudes just didn't have in New York. So mm -hmm. I came back and I was stunned. The yeah. There's it was, a lot of it was a new level of respect for me in New York when I came back. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, that was sweet. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a movie. And then, but then. New York kind of got stale for me, and I think it was just kind of the environment I was living in was a little bit toxic, so I decided to pack up and take my talents to LA, and the, the when I really, because I had visited LA a couple times with the boys, and it was fun, but I, I didn't really see myself living there, but the, the thing that kind of, like, kind of merged me over to LA was... This guy that we had known also from doing the concert stuff, he hit me up and was like, yo, bro, like, I want to manage you as an artist. Like, he kind of wanted to manage me as, like, a creative fashion guy. 
because he was like working with artists. So I think he kind of saw the potential with me to like help him develop artists in like a create creative sense and like help develop my brand. And you know, I I I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm like a Swiss Army knife. You know, like if you tell me you need help with something, like I can put my brain to that. We could figure it out. You know, I have the arsenal to do that. So mm -hmm. I I think. You know, he kind of saw that and that he was one of the first people. Well, he was like the second guy who kind of like really took an interest in me and wanted to help me get on. So he's like, bro, I'm gonna buy you a ticket out to L.A. You could stay in my house. We're going to Coachella. I'm getting us artist passes. He's like, it's going to be a movie. He's like, I got a bunch of artists for you to meet. Let's go. I was like, let's go. So I get on the spirit flight. <laughs> I get on the spirit flight. I take my ass to L.A. And just as soon as I stepped in this crib, the vibes weren't right. Not that the vibes were bad. They just weren't right. He had like a crib full of nerds. You okay. know what I mean? And I do, I definitely do have like a, a nerdy aspect to me that you may not know. My good friends might know. But they just like Point Dexter, you know what I mean? Like they're all surrounded at like the table no, no, they they have the table where they're all on the laptops and they're at like their gamer desk chairs. Uh, and yeah, just, doing their thing. Not my vibe, you know. It, it was just reeking of virginity. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, I I wanted to see it out. I wanted to see it out. We'll hear it out. I was like, you know, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what's good. So, he had a nice whip too. We drove down to you know Coachella, whatever, in his convertible. But it was hot, so I it was hot and I was sweaty, and so. He gets down there. We get down there. He's like, oh, yeah, the guy will meet us up any minute now. We're in front of the will call booth. I'm like, for sure. So we're sitting there listening to tunes, vibing. Hour goes by. I'm like, yo, where, I'm like, yo, where man's yeah, at? Hey, where, where's buddy at? Uh, uh, you know, he's coming. He's coming. He'll be here shortly. I'm like, all right, cool, blah, blah, blah. Um, another hour goes by. I'm like, yo, what's he saying? What's he saying? He's like, oh, he said he's like running into some traffic, something. I'm like, there was no traffic on the way here. I was like, we're <laughs> Buddy, in the, we're in the desert. In the Coachella, we're um, in the middle of nowhere. So I start asking, I start getting curious. I'm like, who is this guy? He's like, so I was having uh, dinner with my friend at this hotel. He's telling me this whole story. And then he told me how he meets this guy. And so I'm like, oh, like, so this guy is friends with your homie. He's like, no, he was just at the hotel. I was like, so oh, any any mutuals, any connections? No, no, like I just met him, but like you know, he said he was with some label. I was like, I was like, all right, all right. So would you like PayPal him, cash app him? No, I gave him cash. Oh, I, I'm like, excuse me, uh, you gave him cash? No, no bill of no. No, no, bill, no, no bill of sale. No invoice. No, no bill of sale. No, no, <laughs> no receipt. No point of service. Um, so, I mean, we're from Detroit. We know what's going on. <laughs> we did. We did. Buddy gone with the wind. <laughs> he gone. Like he gone with the wind. <laughs> He's gone. He out here. Um, so yeah. Um, so I'm like, listen. I'm already down here in the fucking blistering heat. I'm not about to be left like a fool out here. So I get out. I walk up to the will call. And I, I'm looking for some some angle to come at it with. I'm trying to hit them with something crazy. So I'm looking at the lineup. I'm looking for something that's not like too big. 
and perfect. St. Vincent. Never heard of them. It's my name. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I'm like, this will work. So I go up there. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I just got booked last minute to be an assistant stylist for St. Vincent. Blah, blah, blah. This guy's like, that's my favorite band. Oh, my God. I said, bingo. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just hitting, buddy, with the, oh, yeah, it should be under so-and-so. I'm like digging through Instagram, like looking for like names. And this guy just wanted me to win. I think I dished out about like a good 24 names and one of them hit. He said, yes, Vinny. That's- one of them hit. One of them hit. He said, oh, yeah, we got it right here. He said, come on right in. He said, here's your artist pass. And then he said, hope you have a great time, buddy. He said, I'm looking forward to the show. I said, I'm looking forward to it, too. Right behind you, pal. And so I come back in the car, and he's freaking out. He's like, no fucking way. You got a pass? I'm like, yeah. Like, I, like it just worked. And so he he was like, sick, blah, blah, blah. He's like, my guy should be coming any minute now. We stay there till it's like 10 o'clock. It's like pitch. It's cold now. Oh, my God. It's cold now. And cold I'm like, I'm like, listen, bro, like, it, it's, uh, you know, I'm like, it is what it is. I'm like, we, we need to go home. I'm like, I'm tired. And so, you know, he, he kind of, you know, comes to grips with it. We go home. And uh, we're driving on the way home. We You know, weird tension, obviously, because I'm like kind of lit, but hiding it. And he's like pretty sad but it's, it's kind of showing. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, yeah, man, like, it's really all good though. You know, like when we get home, like I'll have the boys put the band on Craigslist so we could split the profit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold hold on, hold on. <laughs> Rewind, we run. I said, split, split the profit. I said, listen, bro, like I, I appreciate you, you know, bringing me out here and whatnot, but, like I, I kind of got this band on my own, and I'm, I'm like, I'm really sorry about what happened to you, but I, I was like, I don't really think like you're entitled to a split of a band that I got. It's mine. And so that the whole rest of the ride home was just weird, weird. Uh bro, some random kid. His name was Zach. I hope I hope Zach's doing. Uh, I hope Zach's doing uh better today. I hope Zach's taking some W's today, but um. Yeah, not Zach's day back then. Yeah, we Zach bounced back. We we're good. He's yeah, yeah, Zach probably bouncing good. back. He's probably doing well. Um, but anyway, uh, so that was just kind of weird there. And I think I was staying there for a couple days, and I I met this one girl, and me and her just really hit it off, and it, it just all happened really quick. And she was like, "Move in with me." And I was like, okay, I was like, all right. <laughs> so I kind of packed up my bags, left there, didn't look back. And then I was staying with her for like a few months and that was great. And then I think I went back to New York for a little bit and came back to see her. And then I, I and then it was like serious. We were like dating. And I think that was probably one of the first serious relationships I had. And then, you know, with anything, I'm like, she was like 24. I was like 18. So I'm young and I, you know, I, it's LA like it's I you know just moved to LA like I I was definitely like curious to go see what was going on but not even like you know I I, I definitely loved her but you know she just kind of was over the whole thing and like just wanted me home all the time so you know things start going on and then at the same time Ty was like kind of you know doing a whole ordeal with his roommates so then it was kind of perfect timing where 
you know, <laughs> I'll let Ty get into that if he wants to. But um, I think it was just perfect timing where me and Ty both kind of like wanted out of our situations. And then Ty, you know, bought a house and then Ty was like, move in. And then it was perfect. And then that was kind of the start of like, the vibes were immaculate. Me and Ty were just, you know, too, it felt, it felt, it didn't feel like real life, you know, like we, we were in the hills now and people were, people were on some, oh, what are you guys up to now? You know, okay. people on some, oh, yo, yo, so what was that? You know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, me, me and Ty, you know, started to get like our, our respect in LA and just, you know, meeting people that kind of weren't giving us the time of day before. So, you know, that was cool, you know, just kind of, you know, experimenting, you know, finding new friend groups and kind of blossoming seeing who who was for us who wasn't for us and you know me me and ty you know definitely uh, us together is a deadly duo so you know we we had we had our days and you know it but it the whole the whole experience was definitely like it was life-changing you know we we had the best of times and the worst of times and then i think i moved out after like what like a year ty it was three months. <laughs> that was no, <laughs> mad months? long. <laughs> really? Oh man, three months. Three months? That shit was crazy, bro. It was three months that felt like a year. Oh man. Yeah. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember waking up hungover and cracking open a Corona. I was fat. We had guts. <laughs> you guys had the beer bellies. <laughs> we had the dad the beer bod. bellies. <laughs> I was on my Leo present era shit. Yeah. Yeah. It it was it was good fun, but it needed to come to an end. You know, like we had to get more serious. Yeah. Mm. We, it was too fun. Too much chaos. Chaos. In a good way. A lot of debauchery. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Party, party, party. Oh, man. Um, So, yeah. So, I wasn't really, like, make. we weren't really, like, doing anything at the time. Like, nothing productive. Just a lot of shenanigans. So, and that came to the point where I moved out. I got my own apartment. Started getting more serious. Like, getting back on my fashion grind. Getting back to work. Getting back to work. And, you know, just kind of, like, you know, dipping my feet into the you know, the LA fashion scene and, you know, getting familiar with like the people who were doing shit and, you know, the people, the production, the factories and, you know, it was, it was healthy, but, and then I was, I was kind of surrounded by like random people for a while and I was, I was kind of on my own, you know, like figuring it out and that, that was healthy. And then, you know, I developed my own good little like circle of friends who started helping me out with shit. And then, you know, I started, you know, getting more serious about my acting shit. And I started out doing, like, a lot of, like, background stuff. You know, that kind of paves the way for you to, like, meet other people, you know, who are, you know, trying to get their thing going on. And, um, you know, I think to this present day, uh, like, now, um, you know, I'm working on a couple movies right now. I just had a, a little short film come out with my good friend Sage. Yeah, you guys dropped that yesterday, dropped right? Dropped that yesterday. Sage. We, uh... We started shooting it around last Halloween. We had a little uh, Halloween party at the Chateau that Ty talked about in the last episode. 
and that was that was kind of the beginning of it where we you know we had that all set up shot that party and um the story is about uh pretty much me like in a different sense but like a, a young upcoming actor named Vinny Valley who's like you know kind of making his way kind of making his way up in the scene and you know just kind of you know just in life same way we are you know running around you know chasing a vibe and uh kind of just getting a little too caught up in it and so i mean i i i think the the idea that i had for the movie was definitely a little bit different how it came out obviously because there was like you know not really like a budget it was kind of run and gun type shit but the basically the idea of the movie is is that so there's the actor right and the actor's doing his thing the actor has an early passing, right? So the actor dies and comes back to life as a ghost, but kind of sees like his story kind of go on, live on, and become a thing of its own. So I think I wanted to kind of do my own rendition of it because that was supposed to be a thing. But, you know, it was definitely a fun experimental test film. And uh, I think it was more just fun to, you know, kind of star in something and. And that was shot on camera. And, 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 oh, shot by uh, my friend Sage Shivers. Sage, and then yeah, featuring... the body of Verism, uh, featuring Noah Dillon, Miles Rogers. Uh, shout out to Emma Connor, and shout uh, out to the a few others. A few others who helped out. Big shots out. Um, so yeah, that was fun. A lot of just you know going around being crazy, and then you know me and Ty have our own couple things in the works. And uh, yeah, I think 2021's the year where you'll you'll see the boys on the big screen. And uh, I'm just excited. I've I've been such a big movie fanatic since a kid. Big big Bond fan. Big Tarantino fan. Eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. Definitely, uh, this film is kind of my whole ethos for Heaven's Hiatus. If you guys are familiar with. My it's like my kind of streetwear line and play on uh, like religion and sex, and um, basically Eyes Wide Shut is a movie about Tom Cruise. He's a doctor, and his wife Nicole Kidman, and uh, they're kind of you know they're in elite New York. They're getting invited to some parties. They stumble across this big party, and they're at a ball, and Tom goes off with two girls and his wife goes off with this man and i think what a lot of people miss in the movie because this is kubrick's last studio film kubrick died oh it was his last wow he died shortly after this film jeez i did not know that and and i think the real thing that people miss about this film is that um the film was meant i I hope i don't if 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 i uh if i go missing you guys know why um (laughs) The whole film was meant to be modeled after like the Rothschilds' parties, like the real oh, elite wow. parties real of New York. Yeah. So I think, uh, and also there's 11 minutes cut from this movie, from the final cut. Wow. So there's, there's, there's 11 minutes missing. Somewhere out there. And I've watched this movie on shrooms to kind of understand it. And um, I think there's a part in the movie that clips where uh, the man... If you watch the movie again, the man that Nicole Kidman is talking to is like the final boss, like the ringleader in the final scenes, the guy who sits at the throne. 
he's the same guy. So I think the scene, because you know, you see the scene of Tom going off with his wife, and um, or no, you see Tom going off with the two girls, and then you know that kind of fuels her up, and then he goes to treat the doctor and the girl that OD'd. But what I think they don't show is that Nicole Kidman goes up with that guy because he's like, I have a whole private art gallery on the top the top floor. I think I see I saw I, I saw a cut in the movie that just looked a little unnatural and I, I think that's my conspiracy theory on the movie is that she goes up and then there's a whole ordeal that happens there. But also I think a big thing that people miss about the occult in the spiritual realm and obviously something that, you know, a lot of artists know about is that uh that we're all very connected, uh, you know, subconsciously. You know, and that when Tom is getting these visions in his sleep uh, and his wife is getting these visions in her sleep, like they're not wrong. Like she she sees Tom going to these parties in her sleep and, you know, having sex with different women because, you know, they're, you know, especially with people you love and people you have sex with, you kind of get this telepathic bond, you know. So I think that's another thing I was realizing that Kubrick was kind of touching on and just how like sex is so powerful with in so many communities and you know i think kubrick was definitely trying to make like a statement piece with that because he didn't make a movie for years before that it was it was literally like i i don't know if it was like 10 years be- like before he made that movie it was like mm-hmm. last film but i i think that was his banger and i'm pretty sure they killed him because of it they, they killed they i'm pretty sure they killed the him because of, it, of his death but the like it was someone of that much influence i don't think that they and everybody knew that he was working on the movie you can't just scrap a project like that no no you can't just shut up something like that so i think the movie is definitely very raw and it's one of my favorites but um i i definitely think we we're not seeing the full picture i i i would i would sell an arm and a leg to see the the final cut but yeah uh, that's one of my favorite films of all time, and it's definitely uh, kind of shaped the whole ethos. And that of, relates to your um, inspires on you know the brand. Yeah, of, I mean, I, I've um, I, I grew my I grew up very like Christian, my family, and I just like I always thought a lot of the things going on in church were just like sus, and you know, you even look at like the high, like you know, the high, the Pope and all that stuff. It's it's all very sus, you know. I, I know that there's a lot of things going on in religion, but. I mean, I love I love the message that religion brings at the end of the day, and I, I've studied like a lot of religion. So, for me, like heaven's hiatus is like the belief of you know the good and the evil, that all the bad comes with the good, and vice versa. You know, it's it's very paradoxical. You know, your yin and your yang, but but very much one and the same, and um, and yeah. So I, I like to touch on that through heaven's hiatus, and that's kind of yeah more of me like a outlet to be kind of like witty and you know funny and then with, yeah, and with that brand you're trying to you know basically portray a message yeah, yeah yeah that's that's more about the message and then you know with vincent lancy studios that's more about the design that's that's about being fly that's about being cool and then with heavens it's more of like you're putting out you know the message that you're yeah. trying to you know speak yeah. out okay no that's awesome dude and yeah then, i think uh, jeff's over there wearing is that Yep, I got Jeff's I got, got, Jeff's got i got jeff and chris wearing the garden of eden wait oh can, both can you tell me that 
Both uh, colorways. So yeah, yeah. So you got a black on black and a yeah, black. We got the black Garden on of white. Eden cap. This is one of my favorites. Let me see. And um, right here, uh, I, it's kind of hard to see on this one, but we have the two like cherubs, and it's the Oris Boris. You know, that is the mm. snake that eats itself, and they kind of they're touching each other through it. I, I there's like a more uh, I made a more like depict one with colors, yeah. but um, but basically, yeah, it's a lot of duality. And, you know, I think I've seen that throughout my life. It's like, you know, every everybody has two sides to them. And I think what it really is, it's it's about embracing both and, you know, harnessing it together. So, yeah, that's that's the whole message with that. I don't think I've uh, fully explained that uh, ethos before. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, I feel like in this day and age where everybody's like, engagement and look at me, this and that, like, there's a whole it's, backstory to it's, your it's philosophy nice, it's nice and process. To have, it's nice to have a mystery, and it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's I wanted I wanted it to be feel like a culty brand, but like not I'm not pushing any agenda on people. You're not shoving it in your face. I'm not I'm not face. shoving eat it in this, your face. This. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're not on that type of time. So for the people who know, you know, um, but yeah. So that's that's the vibe with Heaven's Hiatus, and then. Uh, Vincent Lancy, I got a new collection coming out. Expect some crazy shit that I haven't done before. I'm working on some loafers. We're working on some bags. We're working on some jewelry. We like Expect to it to be in your That's favorite like stores. Maybe I'm hoping for the, like, I think I, I'm I'm projecting like 2022. Like you know, you you could catch it on Essence. Okay. Far fetch. Okay. That's we like to hear that. I'm, I'm putting Folks it out like to there. hear that. We be on I'm, them sites. We manifesting. We, <laughs> we manifest. Love we love it. We love it. Lo- I like loafers. <laughs> I like boots. I like loafers. Shit. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll get the guy right. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's blowing my line. I was I was supposed to have dinner with her right now. Sorry, mom. I love you. Big shout out to moms. Shout out to mom. I love you. Thanks for putting up with my bullshit. You're the best. <laughs> um. Fanny, dude. Any any last any last things we want to touch on? Yeah, we want to hear. How do you feel about uh, women's wear? You know, creating women's wear. Are you gonna make any women? Uh, okay, so I I've recently been diving more into women's wear, and I I've been kind of afraid to tackle it for a while because just uh just because of the fits of women are like a lot different than men, you know. So it's uh. It's been it's been a journey, but I've recently started diving into women's wear, and I think I'm looking for the right girl to kind of help me. Oh, okay. Give you that little. Yeah, I'm looking for like a Michelle Lamy type. Um, I thought I found it like last summer. I thought I had found it, uh, but you know that that turned out to uh, not be exactly what I thought it was. But it's coming. I'm I'm definitely working on a lot of women's stuff right now. I'm still looking for Michelle, so if you're out there, bang my line. You know where to get him out at. You know where to find me at. Um, but I will also, I mean, to go into that, I think I, I'd like to wrap up with this story. It was a good little story. Give him the good tale to wrap him up for the new right, year. Let, let me tell you about my Bonnie and Clyde story. So, uh, so I think it was around this time last, no, no, not this time. It was around last summer, beginning of last summer. Uh, this girl hits me up, right? She says, hey, Vinny. So I'm doing this big fashion show at Zenyara. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with what Zenyara is, but it's like this oasis in like Palm Springs. So she's like, I want to do this whole like 
kind of like bohemian, like kind of like bikini, but like, you know, make it fashion, make like desert, like, um, what's that one festival? Burning Man. Burning Man, like, yeah. but good fashion. So okay. she's like, blah, 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 like I'm willing to pay you, blah, 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 I have a studio. So I'm like, all right, but like, I, I'm just thinking this is some business stuff. So we meet, she's got a cool studio, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and this is in, is in California? LA. Okay. So, you know, I'm telling her about my endeavors and me and her made a good team. So me and her are at this party at Chateau one night and uh, we're just catching vibes. This this is like peak Chateau time. Like we, we were partying with like Clark Sabat and we were like at his room and then we were back down and we were just, I met my one friend who worked at Maxfield and we're talking to him and his boyfriend works at Tom Ford. And they're like, oh, my God, like, are you guys going to the St. Laurent show tomorrow? Okay. And I'm like, St. Laurent show tomorrow? I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> so he was like, oh, yeah, there's like a St. Laurent show in Malibu. Like, you guys, Right on the water. Right on the water. Like, you guys have to go. And I'm like, how can we go? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I'll have to ask if I, like, I know anybody. So we're like trying to figure it out. And we were supposed to have like a wine and cheese night at my friend Ben's out in Malibu. So we go there, shout out Ben, real ones know. And, um, um, Oh, a tie. Not fluff fluff. Um, so, uh, so we're, so we're at his and the Malibu people weren't too happy about the St. Laurent show because Malibu people are very like tight knit. Like they don't like, people coming in, fucking with their space. So he didn't really want us to go, but, you know, we're fiends. So we, we, we like, we're fiends for the fashion. So we had to go and see what's up. And we get there, we're looking fly. I'm, like, seeing people I know walk in. Like, I see Dagson walk in with his girlfriend. I'm like, yo, like, you think there's any way we can get in? He's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I was like, I'll, I'll text you. <laughs> so Daxon, Daxon just disappears, and then there's, like, more fools. And, like, we're just standing out there like idiots. And I'm like, damn. Like, it, it was almost getting to the point of, like, all right, let's pack it up. And I'm standing next to the most random guy ever. He's, like, not, not an ounce of drip in him. And, um... Zero ounces. Zero, zero kilograms of drip. Um, and so I'm just talking to him, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, you work here? He's like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm doing all the sound. I'm like, oh, that's sick. I was like, would you happen to have a pass? He's yeah. like, I do, as a matter of fact. I was like. Well, hand it right over, pal. I was like, would you happen to give it to me if I gave you $50? He said. I would have gave it to you free, but sure, I'll take the fifty. Oh, I thanks, said, man. Aw. <laughs> so, so he gives me the pass. She puts it on and walks me in. I'm like five eight. I'm not that tall, right? I'm no model. So I, I'm walking. We're walking in, and there's some old guy. There's some like dude who's just completely inconspicuous, standing by the like the back like entrance where the models are going in and she's like the show is about to start like he needs to go in immediately and he's like oh yeah right away right away so we bust in through the back and i come out and i bump into keanu reeves right as i walk in and he's like oh, no. oh, oh my bad and i'm like oh i was like my bad <laughs> it's like fucking john wick 
And so we, as soon as we walk in, the show starts. And it was probably the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And so the show ends and we're there. You know, I'm talking some of the homies modeled, like my homie Miles modeled and other homie David. And so we're there, we're catching vibes. And they're like, yo, like we're going to the after party show house. There's a show house in Malibu. So we all head there and it's just, you know, madness. And next thing I know, I'm outside and uh, one of my friends there is like, oh, you have to meet Varcelo, right? Varcelo. So he called him Varcelo. Uh, so so we go over there and uh, we're talking to him. He's like, oh my God. He was like, I saw, I was wearing this shirt I made and I had, I put this print, it was this black and white uh, button up and I put this print over it and it kind of just like looked like blood stains from yeah. far away. He's like, I saw you. He's like, I thought your shirt had blood on it. <laughs> Anthony and said that. Anthony said that to me. And I was like, no, oh, no. Wow. I was like, it's a design look. He's like, wow, that's really cool. I was like, thanks, man. I was like, you're really cool. <laughs> and then, folks, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, creative director of St. Laurent. Yeah, no, so I, I finessed the email. I still have not emailed Anthony this day because I've been a little nervous. I should email him. Yeah, I'll, I'll email I him at some so. point. I need a better body of work. But... um. So yeah, I, uh, I chatted up with people there, and you know that was a crazy vibe. And then I think that was the night me and her, you know, started the Bonnie and Clyde adventures. And then we went to Paris and you know did all the same shenanigans. We, you know, I, I finessed us into the Louis Vuitton show. She finessed us into Leaks, and you know I finessed us into Balenciaga, and then this and that. But you know, it just it came with the thing where it's just like I I don't like being in relationships where it's like a power struggle you know like it was it was very egotistical and just not like not like creative we weren't growing creatively so you know maybe at some point in time you know i have all love for her so maybe at some point in time it'll come back around but you know at, at the time being it was just like it was more toxic than anything like it was cool but it was it was toxic but you know you take everything as it comes. It was it was a good time. It was a good time. But yeah, Paris. Oh, I was so pissed Paris didn't happen this year. Why I'm COVID got... Sick. I was supposed to... That, have I told you about me winning a uh, trip to Tokyo on a game show? What? what? I won a trip to Tokyo on a game show. We were supposed to go to Tokyo this summer, actually. Uh, my roommate, he's like a professional actor. And so for my birthday, he got us all tickets to this game show. He was getting paid too to be on the game show. Oh, wow. Some background guy, and they're not supposed to pick the background actors. Um, but we were there for three episodes of Jeez. Let's Make a Deal, right? So we're on for three episodes waiting, and all of a sudden they're like, "The kid with the tie dye," and he goes up, and <laughs> it's the simplest thing I've ever seen anyone do. Oh my do. god! Like, pick a door. He's like door one. And it was like a TV and Xbox and a game console. But he was like, he already has all that shit. Yeah. We have like four TVs in the crib. We don't need a TV. Yeah. So obviously we're geeked. We're like, we're, we're geeked. Oh, TV. And so the way the game show works is um, the highest valued winners uh, get a chance to rebet their prize for the big prize. Mm, okay. So there's like a big prize, right? So the first girl that got picked won like a trip to Mexico. And she was with her family and shit. So she was thinking about it. She's like, I think I'm going to go to Mexico. 
And we were like, fuck yes! We were ecstatic. And then they're like, Brandon, do you want to bet the game? He's like, yes. Yes, get <laughs> so, me out of here. So he gets up on stage. And he gave this funny little speech. He's like, they were like, pick a door. He's like, my dad said three is the best number. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna trust my pops on this one. He's like, <laughs> I'm picking pops. three. He picks three, and they're like, you've won a trip to Tokyo. But our other roommate at the time does a fucking backflip, and like we're running around the oh, fucking my. stage, and we're just ecstatic. And then it lifts up again. It's like, and a cruise to the Caribbean. Caribbean. And we're like, whoa! And then it goes up again. It's like, and five grand. And we're like, whoa! So, yeah, we were super geeked. Oh, man. Super geeked. Shout out, Brandon. OG. Um... And then, and then, yeah, COVID just kind of took everything to shits. I don't even know. We were trying to go for Cherry Blossom, but we'll see. We'll see. We can take that trip, though. Oh, we're taking it. Oh, you it. still got it. Oh, okay. We're, you still got, got it. it. We're taking okay. it. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, good night. Yeah, good all, all in good time. We'll, we'll be back overseas. <laughs> right. No, no, no. That, that's the vibe. Because, okay, you know what? I know my biggest problem. I'll link. I'll link. It got to. And, it, and it's like, I know Gabe. I feel like that's really all I need to know in Tokyo. <laughs> Okay. I know, I know, Gabe. <laughs> that's all. That's the only person you really need to know in Tokyo. I'll, I'll be at the Jap. I'll be in Okayama at the Japanese shops. Of course, getting the denim. Um, but when I went to Tokyo, nobody knew how to take a photo of me. Like you know, when you give your friends the camera, and they'd be hitting the terrible angles. Just Jeff, take this photo, bro. Please, there take is no shots. good photos of me from my Tokyo trip. It's like I never went. I had to make like a highlight reel on Instagram of stories. Tragic. I'm I'm going back to Tokyo with like twenty rolls of film. <laughs> twenty. I need I need all shooters on deck. We need we bring in Chris. I'm gonna buy your flight, Chris. Bring all the cameras. Uh, I I want to go to the archive. I want to go to the archive shop. Um, but yeah, the. Um, but yeah, the the overseas vibes will resume shortly. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I I yeah, I'm not even gonna talk about it. Fuck fuck COVID. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, you've heard enough. I heard enough. We'll let CNN do the talking. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really honestly blessed, and uh, I'm I'm grateful to share these vibes with the boys. It's a pleasure as always. Always, you know. Always popping out here, you know. Catch a little vibe. Get on quick. Pod. John, when are you come to LA? Um, I'm there. 2021, dude. 2021. Yeah, I'm there. Let's pop out. It. It's easy, dude. You just, you know, how about flying? You're easy there. Flight. I mean, it's three hours and I'm there. It's Half not. Like, Zen, you're it's there. not. It's Time not travel. like it's a. It's a process, you know. I'm, yeah. I make my own schedule. Yeah. I'm not abided by nothing. So I'm there, dude. You know, we're gonna catch some we're vibes, there. you know. And I don't know how the governor doing shit out there, but we're still catching. Yeah, we'll you see. Know, I like 20, to chill. 2021, bring in special things. I, yeah, I'm for not, me, and I don't really stress too much. You know, I like to chill. I like to go shop a little bit. I like to kind of, you know, yeah. just dive in here and there, get some good eats, and then I'm good, you know? Not, Facts. That's yeah. the way to do it. But, you know, Vinny, man. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on, brother. Appreciate you on, man. You know, any any you know, any last, um, you know, tidbits for you, you know, anything you want to get off your chest, you know, say out there for you, you know, for, you know, you're going back in a few days or... Going back, uh... I any want to last wish everyone minutes? a happy new year. Uh, any last thoughts? I'm not sure. We'll save it for a part two. 
Save it for when I'm out there. You know, I got yeah. The we'll gear save it for then, LA. Edition. We'll re- we'll rerun it. We'll we'll get into the Malibus then. The Mal- I think I think folks. Ty, got a Ty, good, Ty wrapped it up nicely. Ty, Ty, Ty did visualize it properly. Yeah. You know. Talk about the no, I don't have time. I need to go. Yeah, they can wait. You've heard enough from Ty. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna leave y'all hanging. Like <laughs> leave it hanging until next time. Til next Vinny time. Lancey, appreciate it, brother. That's all, folks. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, Thanks for having me, folks. You know, we're gonna cut you right off there. Till next time. Cheers. Peace.